all it takes is a choice, a choice to start from right here. Right here, right now, I want to create something different. And so the next question is, what do I want to create? What do I want for the rest of my life? Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Lisa Winicky. She is a speaker, an author, a connector, the host of The Good News Guide, which is going to be transitioning into The Wholehearted Woman. And she's got a whole wealth of information to share with us, I'm sure. Lisa, thanks. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jackie, for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation, see what unfolds. Yes, I think it's going to be uh, very interesting. Um, to start with, let's let's talk a little bit about you, about um, what brought you into what you're doing, where it started, uh, how you ended up where you are. Mm. Okay, short, a short version. Short version is that I found myself as a mother of twin boys almost 17 years ago this month. Uh, They were born three months early. It took me into a very, very dark place. And I had already experienced, I'd I'd had an eating disorder for about 20 years that no one knew about and depression that I hid from the world. But this... This, uh, this process of having twin boys born three months early really took me to what for me was my rock bottom. And so over the past, well, for 14 years almost, I have been climbing my way out of it and coming back to a sense of knowing who I am, reconnecting. And there has been obviously a whole host of healing the stories and the wounds that had me in that place for so many years. So disconnected from self and really from the world. So that was that that was sort of the impetus to begin this transformation or this this healing journey. And then about two and a half years ago, I had another sort of pivotal moment, and I went to a Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza, but I went to a retreat, my first of four, as it turned out, my first retreat in 2018, and it was on day four, and I went into a very deep meditation. And during this, I came out of this meditation and I saw my marriage for what it was, which was it was over, it was done. That you know what I had, what I wanted in life was to experience deep connection, growth, transformation, and the way it was, it wasn't available to me. We'd we'd been seeing a counselor for a period of time, so I accessed something outside of my my senses, outside of what I was consciously aware of. And once I saw that, I couldn't go back as much as I wanted to, Jackie, because I was so afraid of leaving a man that was good, kind, generous, who was a great father, 
I was afraid of doing it on my own because he had always been there and saved me. So the idea of being on my own with three boys that I found at the time, you know, I'd had, you know, for, for most of the time growing up with those boys, I found motherhood really challenging. And so the idea of stepping out of a marriage as well and being a single parent scared scared me <laughs> to no end. But there was something inside of me that compelled me forward. You know, there was a lot of judgment from my parents. What was I doing? This was an irresponsible um, idea. They thought he was a really great man, a good man, you know, great father, great husband. What was I doing? And I we just couldn't, I couldn't explain to them that I, there was just this deep knowing inside me that had to make this choice. And so that was the start of really stepping into what I believe into myself as a wholehearted woman. You know, if I look back at the time being married when I was healing, I was healing from brokenhearted, like completely disconnected from self, to living in a state where things were okay. You know, they were manageable. They were on paper. They looked good, but there was still something missing. And the missing link was I wasn't deeply connected to living my authentic self, which was, you know, all the things that I'm doing now. So that, that choice and the choices that I've made in stepping out of the marriage then allowed me to see something that I really wanted to create, which was a good news guide. You know, I love connecting people. I love human transformation. I love learning. And so the good news guide was birthed as a result of me connecting again to my heart and what, was so, what I was being called to create once I'd stepped out of the marriage. So does that answer your question yes it does <laughs> very very well actually so basically well basically through all of that what i'm hearing is you had a life that outwardly was wonderful <clears throat> everybody mm. thought it was great things were going well for you but you were lost inside it and you needed to find mm. a way out to be really you and mm although you had a big fear of stepping away from what everybody thought was wonderful and perfect. Mm -hmm. You couldn't, you can't be you without, you know, stepping away and saying, you know, that's not, that's not the way it's got to be. Mm. That's exactly right. And, you know, that it, it took a lot of courage, but, you know, people Indeed. say, Lisa, you're so courageous, but it was a choice. And I think this is the thing, the more I have backed myself and tuned into what I intuitively know to be right for me, the more I receive the support that I needed, whether that's, you know, whether you believe in something greater than yourself, I do. So I feel like I've got a team of support both in this realm and beyond. And so I kept calling in and kept, kept asking for that support to take me to that next step. And yes, there was overcoming a whole lot of other things in the result of stepping away from the marriage to lead me again back to being more of who I was, which is I am bold. You know, I am I'm a big personality. I can be a big personality. Uh, you know, I want, I, I'm a person that wants to be on the stage. That that has been with me since I was a young child, a young child. And now I'm able to reconnect with that and be that and not play her down, not, not, not shrink her, um, not tell her that this is not her time, that her time is done. You know, I had a, a, a big story around I'm almost 50. You know, my time is done. Maybe, you know, there are, there are those in their 20s and 30s coming through. And then I really got connected to 
everything that I have experienced in this lifetime, and maybe if you believe in others, has led me to know what it's like to feel aligned with who I am, to love, really love who I am, to back myself, to know that vulnerability and not knowing everything in front of me through the uncertainty but still being with myself has led me to feel more alive and more energised and more inspired and essentially happier with life. So, and it's, of course, it's a continuing journey. It's, you know, I'm 49 and who knows what it's going to be like at 59 or 69. And that excites me because I finally feel like I am living my life, the life that I've come here to live, the life that, you know, makes me happy, may not be the, the life that I was raised to see as happy, but it's my life and it feels good for me. So with what you're doing, um, you're helping other people get to that spot where they feel that and where they're living for themselves and they're living who they should be. How do you, now maybe I don't want to start that with how do you, mm-hmm. for people who are moving on into their retirement years, um, or moving on into a new phase of life, wherever they happen to be in years, how would you go about helping them to to get to where you are? Because I think most people, lots of people are happy and, and they're living their life the, you know, the way they want to. But I think as we as we get a little bit older, a lot of us don't really think of things quite that way. We, we look at our life and we say, you know, it's good enough. They don't think mm. it could be better. So how, how, do you, how do you help people accept that it could be better and feel that they're ready to maybe move into something more? Mm. I think it's a great question. The first thing I would say is something I, I agree, I think a lot of people settle. And I'm not saying settling for something that's bad, even though I don't like that word, yeah. but it's pretty, it's pretty good. Now, I'm a, I'm a, uh, this is where I'm at now, that I'm, no, I'm not special. What I'm now creating for my life is extraordinary and I plan and, I'm, uh, you know, I, I have a very clear intention that all areas of my life need to be soaring. That's because it's available. It's available to all of us. So I think the first point is to actually acknowledge, acknowledge if you are settling for okay or mediocre. So there's, you know, it's, and honour where you're at. So accept where you're at, honour where you're at, and then ask that question. Okay, if I have an opportunity to live my greatest life, what area or what areas in my life are not soaring? Where do I have that niggle inside me that's like, "Mm, if only, or this is pretty good, but it would be great if this was happening, whether it's in relationship, whether it's with your health, whether it's, you know, whatever it might be. So that would be the first question, because unless we have a vision for what we believe that what we want to create, we can, we can, we're not going. There's nowhere to go to. Right. Having clarity about what we want is the second step, and then backing yourself, like really being with yourself and saying, okay, so what do I really, really, really want now? Like it, you know, for the next year or the next five years or the next ten years, what's going to make me so happy right now? What are my values? Because if we're not living our values, then we're not going to be living a life that's soaring. 
and thriving and flourishing. So what are my values really? Am I living those values? And if I'm not, well, then why not? You know, am I saying yes to something that's not aligned with my values and it's taking me away from the doing the things that I want to be doing, which make me happy? So that's sort of part of the process of what I would be doing. I mean, there's a there's quite a there's quite a structured process from taking people from living half-hearted to, to, to embodying. And I so there's a big part of it is how to embody the wholehearted woman um, or man, but I'm particularly working with women. Um, so yeah, that that would be my that would be where I would start. And that's a great starting point because there's a lot of a lot of questions you can ask and a lot of time to reflect. And I use journaling to to, to working with clients and myself. You know, asking my higher self, asking my intuitive knowing, what is it that I'm not seeing? What is it that I am doing that's not making me happy that I could pivot and change and create something more in my life? When you're working with uh, with women, do you find that um, oftentimes they're feeling a little bit guilty about focusing on themselves, that they're spending all the time saying, what do I want? It It's counterintuitive, I guess, is the only word mm-hmm. I can come up with. It's, it goes mm-hmm. against our, our nature to be worrying about what we want instead of worrying about what everybody else wants. That's mm. It's a deep generational wound for most women, deep, that we put everyone before ourselves. And it's one that I'm, I'm, I've rewritten and, I, and I've rewritten for the generations before me and that have passed because the legacy, and I'm really big into the leg- my legacy that I'm leaving, primarily my boys, I've got three boys, I want to leave the legacy for my boys, that they see a woman, a being, a model for them of what it looks like to live wholeheartedly, aligned, because only when I do that am I going to show them what it looks like to live a life of greatness for them to know what that looks like. So if I'm putting other people's needs before my own, if I'm, if I'm saying yes to others and saying no to me, that leaves me in a place of resentment, depletion, and also taking responsibility for how others are experiencing emotions, how they are in life. And the thing that's one of the greatest things that I've had to break as for me personally is I was, for, for all my growing up years, it was my responsibility to look after the emotional state of my of my family. They were not in a position. Now, I didn't know this, obviously, at the time. So growing up, I carried the weight of responsibility for everyone around me, for me to process their emotions because I'm an empathetic, I'm an empath, to process their emotions, to manage their emotions and to always be responsible for them feeling good or avoiding them not feeling great. So... To answer your question, it is, it is, to me, it is the most important thing we can do as women is to look after our physical, emotional and spiritual needs because only then, you know, I've got a, a great friend that speaks to, brings in the science with psychology and she explains that only when we're looking, we're taking care of ourselves physically, emotionally and spiritually. If we are depleted, we are then behaving in our relationships either as a wounded child or the overwhelmed parent. And I love this concept that when we are full, we are coming into relationship with whomever we are 
in our best possible form. They're going to get the, the, the greatest experience with us and we are going to pre- create a space where they feel safe, seen and heard and loved, which is what we all want. And we can only do that when we are full. That's exactly. That's you can't you can't get water from an empty cup. So if you're yeah, not taking no. care of yourself, you're not helping anybody. Mm-mm. Perfect. So um, again, I know you deal mostly. I'm assuming. I shouldn't say I know. Uh, most of your clients are probably younger than retirement age. Um, and they're trying to get on track in their life, set things uh, along the right uh, road before they go too far wrong. Um, For people who have already been doing that for 40, 50, maybe 60 years, is it still possible to come back? Mm, Absolutely. It's a beautiful question. And the first person that comes to my mind, and I've got chills even saying it, is my mum, and she's in her 70s. And it's never, ever, ever, ever too late. We have a life. This is the gift. And I don't see there being any actual mistakes in life. You know, I could say, and I did for a long time, I wasted 20 years. I wasted 20 years or more in a space of such deep self-loathing. But now I can, I, I, I have such gratitude for all of the experiences in life. So there was never any failure on my part. There were never any mistakes. It was all perfect because if I hadn't experienced all of that, I wouldn't know what it's like to connect with, with myself and others. I wouldn't know what it's like to feel wholehearted. I wouldn't know how to back myself to, to, to be vulnerable and ask for what I need and say what it is that's on my mind and in my heart. So absolutely, it is never, ever, ever too late. All it takes is a choice a choice to start from right here, right here, right now, I want to create something different. And so the next question is, what do I want to create? What do I want for the rest of my life? Because I am a powerful creator. I've created everything to date. So now what is it that I intentionally and consciously want to create for myself moving forward? Well, that's good news. I think there's always always a chance to change always a chance to move forward and and make things a little bit different and I mean I'm look I I can't remember the books that I've read but there are stories inside books where people have changed on their deathbeds and that has completely rewritten their whole story in this in their lifetime so I don't think there's there's any point in time where it's too late ever and if someone wanted to talk with you, not talk with you, work with you, um, what kind of process, how would you start the process with them? I, I assume it depends where they're starting, but in general, what kind of, uh, what kind of programs do you have to uh, help people? So I have, a, as I mentioned before we press record, I have a very, I have an intense 90-day program where I work with women over 90 days and I take them through the framework uh, of working from, whole, from half-hearted to whole-hearted. But before that, there is a, an application process because I'm very clear on the women that I will work with and there really needs to be a right fit. You know, there needs to be a deep commitment to self that this is actually really what they want. Um, you know, I've worked with women in the past that have been half-hearted in the program and their commitment to, I mean, it's not about committing to me, it's about committing to self. 
And so there is that process. And really where we start from is where are you? Where are you on your journey of wholeheartedness? I've got, you know, a number of pillars that we look at to, to that they can then determine and we determine together where they are and where the blocks and what are the things that are standing in their way of stepping into living wholeheartedly, which, you know, in my my framework is is somebody who's living authentically that is choosing vulnerability as a superpower because only when we are vulnerable can we meet another can we connect with another can we actually experience the life that we that we are wanting to experience in every moment courage is a big part of living wholeheartedly connection to self and to source or whatever it is that you like to call it and one that's purposeful. Now, that doesn't have to mean purposeful in work, but that's purpose-driven. You know, the importance of having a purpose when we get up in the morning, and that could be when you retire, my purpose is to be healthy and vital and to be engaged in my with my family and, and have deep, nourishing relationships. You know, it, it's, it's different for, for everyone, no matter where you are in your life. So, and then I take them through a process in there, which I, yeah, it's, 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 it's deep. And it really, it is me helping the, them cross the bridge to reconnect with their wholeheartedness and then to embody that state. And then, you know, watch them, watch them soar, which is the best part. <laughs> like the mama bird pushing them out of the nest. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm here and I'm here and I'm holding space, but I'm getting to watch you because the thing is one of my greatest superpowers is I can see so clearly. I see what's standing in the way of people living wholeheartedly. I see their potential. I see the things that are... That you know that, that that do make them happy, and it's just rather than me showing them that it's me creating a framework and a space that they can actually see that for themselves, and that's where the, that's where the gold is. And I think that's probably, while it's the hardest thing, it's, it's probably the best way to have someone see something. You know, because if you just tell them what they need to do, they're not going to you know not going to follow that path. And this is the beauty of connecting with, you know, really opening up to our intuition and connecting with something outside what we know is that all of this is available to us. And so when a woman, I mean, we're all connect, we're all intuitive, but often we've we've lost that. We haven't used that muscle in life because that's not the way most of us are conditioned. But that's that is our power, like that is our superpower. We're highly, highly intuitive. And when we live from that place of being guided by our intuition, then it's life just flows. Life is simple, life is magical. So when you help people um, find their passion. I think that's probably the the part that would be the hardest for a lot of people and potentially the hardest for people who are um, transitioning out of a job where they've been working for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, maybe not in anything that they're passionate about, but the job they had to do because it paid, you know, paid the bills. Finding your passion has got to be um, the greatest feeling, but the hardest thing to do without some sort of mm-hmm. guidance. And I'm just wondering um, how you help people figure out what their passion might be. <laughs> uh, it took me a long time. So I think the, the first point is that really is, is honouring and accepting that you have living, you've been living a life that hasn't been filled with passion. 
and healing that aspect because that, that, that's part of the process. And then I've done a lot of inner work, a lot of work with my young child, my inner child, my inner teenager, my inner young, young, uh, young woman, young adult, young mother, and reconnecting to all of those parts of me and bringing her back to wholeness so then I can remember because it's not discovering, it's remembering what we're passionate about. You know, what I was passionate about as a kid was magic, was my imagination, was connecting to people, was standing up in front of people and sharing and communicating. So it's not a discovering, I don't feel. I think it's a remembering of what actually innately inside of us brings us joy, that makes us feel alive. And so it's coming back and really reconnecting and creating and cultivating and developing a relationship with our inner selves where we can listen and tune in and remember what it is that brings us, that, that makes, that lights us up. And also in that process, there's, there's, there's exploring and experimenting and playing with, okay, I'm going to play with the idea of going to a class an X class. And I'm going to see how I feel. How's my body feel when I do that? Do I feel alive? Is that something I enjoy? Okay. No, it wasn't. Okay. So I'm going to, so rather than thinking we need to have it, it needs to be one or we need to tick the box. There might be a number of things that bring us, that make us feel alive, that we're passionate about. But I think when we ask that question, what did you love doing as a younger child where hours would pass and you wouldn't even notice, they're the things we still enjoy. I love that. Um, and that's the thing that I, I'm glad you said that because in the program that, that I offer, I do the same thing. I ask them to sit down and think about what they did as a kid, what they loved doing, what they spent their days doing, because those are the things kids do what they love. They, you know, mm. they put aside all the things that they don't enjoy. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Well, we're, we're aligned in that way. And I think, you know, that, that question when it was posed to me, a, you know, a number of years ago, because I really, I was so disconnected from myself. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what brought me joy. I didn't know what, you know, none of those things had been relevant to me. Um, it really did take me time to reconnect. But when I did, it was, oh, yes, I'm highly imaginative. I love being, I love creating. I love creating with my mind. That's, that is exactly as I am now. And that's what brings me to life. That's what inspires me. So whatever it is that inspires you, that energizes you, um, you know, more of that. So in, um, one of the things that you, that we talked about at the very beginning was you've got your uh, YouTube channel, your podcast, uh, and the little, you know, the transitioning that's going to be happening. But can you talk a little bit about what the uh, the good news guide is about and what the wholehearted woman is going to be about? Mm. Just mm. what people can expect if they go there. Yeah. So, look, it's really, it's more so, isn't, there's not going to be a huge difference in so far as I'm still going to be involved in, in the similar conversations. You know, my my biggest thing is to bring conversations that I resonate with. So people that I resonate with, I, I resonate with their work and it's all for me about integrity. So them being an integrity with, with what I want to bring to the world. And so the Good News Guide was created as a container for people to come that was a trusted source where I plugged people in to, to coaches, experts, thought leaders that they could work with in the spaces of anything to do with relationships, parenting, wealth, sexology, 
um, human potential and, and genius. So really I covered, I, I've covered a lot. I don't think that that's going to change. But again, as I said, I'm in the germination phase of the whole heart of woman. So I can't say for sure the difference, but I'm stepping into the embodiment of what this container will be, which is really, as I share with you, what the whole heart of woman is all about, bringing more of that to the world, to show others, to demonstrate to others, what does wholehearted living look like? And showing that through a number of different conversations. Um, so the Good News Guide, as I said, it was, an, it, it, was, it was built based on I wanted to bring information to the world in a, in a large way, information that I had had to seek out to do my own healing. And so new information, insights to expand people's minds beyond what they had previously known and ultimately to connect people more deeply with their hearts because when I started living from my heart, when I stepped out of the marriage, life changed significantly and in ways that I could never, ever have imagined. So that won't change with a wholehearted woman. It just feels like there's an energetic, a different energetic frequency to the Good News Guide. I just didn't resonate any longer with that, with that, with that word, with those words. And the wholehearted woman is, is very much an embodiment of that. So we'll see, we'll see. But there will be still a show. And, look, maybe I will also speak to men because I really do love being in conversation with men as well. So maybe the wholehearted woman will have conversations with men. Um, I'm not sure. We'll see. Sounds like it's going to be really interesting, as is yeah. the Good News Guide. I've listened to a few mm. few of the episodes, and I, I listen, I watch. It's uh, definitely something to uh, keep an eye on. Mm. Thank you. How will people find you if they want to? Obviously, from the Good News Guide as a YouTube channel, but mm. how else can they reach out to you? The best way is my website, lisawinicky.com, and they can contact me. There's there's links to the Good News Guide. There's links to the podcast. Um, you can read all about. You can read about the, some of the people that I have as experts on the show. Um, it's all there. So that's that's the best way to contact me. And if you're interested in um, the mentorship program, you can also email me because at this stage I haven't got anything up online, um, but it'll be available pretty soon, hopefully. Wonderful. Is there is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to share with the uh, with the listeners about what you're doing or what's coming up? Mm. I what just came to me was if you're sitting here listening or driving or walking and you have a nudge inside you, there's a niggle inside you that's saying there's more for life, there's more for me, I'd ask you to honour that and really don't avoid or ignore but really listen. And then from that place then you have a choice, whether you choose to take action and do something, make some changes, ask some deeper questions, seek support in supporting you to cross that bridge. Yeah, that, that would be the thing that I would say. Don't, don't not listen to those nudges because they are, that's where the magic is contained when we listen and we act upon that. Fabulous. I listen to the voice inside me when maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> but <I'll do> <laughs> Sometimes that little voice is saying things that uh, nobody should be listening to. 
Are we talking? Okay, so we're talking about the voice in the mind, or the voice of, or the the, the message the, from our heart. The voice in the mind is telling me things I shouldn't okay. be listening to. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I absolutely. That's a great discernment. Thank you. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the feeling that we that that's just sort of those 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 nudges and niggles that are expanding us. Yeah. They're not here to contract us. They're not here to shut us down, to judge us, to criticize it. They're, they're, they're wanting us to expand into life more. They're the nudges I'm talking about. So something that's saying as you're driving along, I could be doing whatever. It's just I could be doing this. Mm. And- mm. Mm. I wish I had more time for X. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I hadn't said yes to this because now I can't say, you know, in saying yes to somebody else, I'm saying no to me. Oh, you know, even acknowledging those things. Right. Where am I prioritising others over me? Perfect. Well, thanks, Lisa. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. We've got some really deep things to think about now, I think. <laughs> oh, great. I love that. That's what I love, that when I can drop some seeds and have people just expand them, their ideas of, of what's available, I love that. That that's Thank you. That was a beautiful gift to give back to me. I think it's time for everybody to sit down and say, what did I do when I was a kid? Because I'm missing out on mm. it now. It's a great question. Thank you for having me. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.